Hey, everybody. This is Tom Salami of Device Talks. We've got a very uh, different episode for you this week. Uh, we had the pleasure, Chris and I, Chris Newmark and I had the pleasure of being guests on Omar Khatib's State of MedTech show on LinkedIn. It's a live broadcast where we talked about uh, the ways of engineering a successful MedTech career. So uh, Chris and I brought our podcast show on the road. Chris delivered his Newmarkers, Newsmakers. And then we had uh, what I thought was a really great conversation with Omar Khatib. If you don't know Omar, he's uh, very, very popular on LinkedIn and other social media. I'll include all the social media tags uh, in the show notes. But uh, he's a MedTech sales guy. He's done many things as well. And you should check out his LinkedIn profile. But uh, in this case, we talked about, again, how how you can really look within to uh to number one define your yourself or find yourself and also to share that story with others in in a way to make yourself more marketable to uh to potential employers so it's a it's a different sort of conversation than we current than we usually have on the podcast but i thought it was really helpful and i wanted to share it with you we'll also get into uh some medtech conversations as i mentioned chris brought the uh, new marks newsmakers to the state of medtech show we talked about uh, many great companies and speculated on uh where companies like uh like striker and others could uh make some interesting moves and finally, I'm afraid I also coined a new uh, a new silent term, but I think it was applicable, and uh, I, I hope it stops. So uh, check out this podcast. But before you do, uh, great news. You've already received the first episode. If you're a subscriber to the Device Talks Podcast Network, you've already received your first episode of Boston Scientific Talks. If you haven't seen that, you should subscribe. You can find it on the Device Talks Podcast Network. Or, of course, you can go to Device Talks. I spoke with Matt McDonald of Boston Scientific and Jeff Rogers of IBM Research about how they're collaborating on uh, developing new ways to measure pain and to help Boston Scientific's neural stimulators work better, but more importantly, how to help patients who are suffering with with pain. Just a terrible, obviously debilitating condition, and uh, they're doing great work over there to, uh, to make things better. So check out... Boston Scientific Talks. Once again, subscribe to the Device Talks Podcast Network. You will receive Device Talks Weekly. You will receive Striker Talks. You will receive Intuitive Talks. You will receive now the Boston Scientific Talks. And uh, we're going to roll out an Abbott Talks podcast in a few months. So uh, lots, uh, lots of great podcast news coming your way through the Device Talks Podcast channel network. And finally, I mentioned it a few times. Uh, Device Talks Boston is happening on May 10th and 11th. We, uh, we just completed the agenda. It should be uh, finalized on the website within the next couple of days. Most of it's there. Uh, just some last-minute shuffling and uh, adding up, adding the last-minute speaker photos. Uh, we'll have well over 50 speakers. I'm thinking we'll have 60 by the time everything is said and done, by the time all is said and done. And uh, it's going to be a great two days. And we mentioned a code within this podcast that will save you 25% off, uh, off the price of admission. To check out this episode, uh, get the code, and uh, make sure you uh, you join us on May 10th and 11th at Device Talks Boston. All right, now we'll get this podcast started. The next voice you'll hear was our gracious host, Omar Khatib. All right, you ready for this? Ready. Woo! 
What is going on, everybody? Happy Thursday. I'm your host, Omar Khatib, and we have a special State of MedTech, actually a Device Talks episode. I'm really excited to be here. Um, for those of you, if you're in the MedTech uh, uh, industry, whether you've been in it for a long time or a short time, you definitely know the people I'm going to be bringing on it shortly, my guests. We're going to have a great time. We're going to have some updates along with today's topic, which is uh, how do you engineer a career in MedTech? But first, as we do always on this show, show some, you know, see, I, I love this audience because, you know, you guys have clearly been here before. So as always, go ahead and comment what city you're joining from. I want to know what city you're joining from, you know, Boston, San Francisco, Tokyo. Let's see. And already we got some comments here. Let's see who's coming in from. We got Timothy Poor coming in from Central Florida. We got Christian Baker from Boston area. Hope you're staying warm. The, the famous... The powerful Guido Loveros from Phoenix, Arizona. Guido is fantastic. If you don't follow her on LinkedIn and Instagram, I highly recommend it. She has amazing leadership content, especially for young reps. We got Justin McGabe from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We got Jaden Tekjadani. Jaden, I'm going to be honest. People, people murder my name all the time, so I'm sorry. So between Houston, Texas, and Bay Area, California. So either you're joining us from a flight or you're just in between those areas. You got Simon Teresco from Oradell, New Jersey, a LinkedIn user who's private from New Jersey as well. That's okay. We respect privacy on the show. We got Kayleen Brown. Hey, Kayleen from Portland. We got Ray Lee. Hey, Ray. Ray's an old colleague of mine from the Bay Area. All right. Christian Baker. It's cold and windy. Yeah, I bet it is. A few more, ta- few more people. Greg A. Klang from Coto de Casa, California. Be sure to check out Greg Klang. He's the founder of a really fantastic women's health company called CERN. Amazing stuff. So be sure to go check them out. They're actually doing an equity crowdfunding raise currently. Jared Dolak from Denver, Colorado. Jessica Zamparetti, LGA from the airport, from LaGuardia in New York. I'm honored. Hey, Jessica. All right. We love it. Keep keep sharing what city you're com- coming in from. I can't go through all of them because we'll be here all day. So let me bring up my good guests, my good friends who are guests. They're good guests and they're good friends. We have Chris Newmarker from Device Talks. Hey, Chris, how's it going? Hey, good to be here, Omar. Fantastic. And of course, the great and powerful Tom Salemi. <laughs> Tom, how about, how about those intros, guys? Nice. You're never going to go on another podcast again. You're like, do you do intros like Omar Kati? Because otherwise, we're not doing it. <laughs> I have intro envy, I got to tell you. I'm all jazzed up. I get goosebumps and everything Woo! this is powerful man i, wa- Ooh, I watched man it, like it's like going through the universe it's great i know yeah, yeah. i watched i watched uh, like three hours of bruce buffer announcing ufc fights to pump myself up right now you guys can't <laughs> see i'm like sweating right now you know <laughs> well fantastic i was so, gonna ask about the i'm sorry omar but uh the oh, ice bath thing because because chris newmarker omar is an ice bather i don't know if you know that he uh, he has a great video on linkedin where he does a book review sitting in an ice bath for one minute he did this review sitting in a in a in a tub of ice. And I, you being, I saw that, and you, you were, being you in were Minnesota a near the end. With you, you were kind of like, and I were kind of yeah, <laughs> that's great. I loved it. You being in Minnesota I, with your ten thousand lakes and your sub zero temperatures yes. constant, you must do this all the time. I imagine you're an ice bath guy as well. Oh, I mean, Chris Chris ate no, his I, breakfast I, in an ice bath this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I just go outside and eat my breakfast. I don't even Sorry. need to get in the bath. I mean, you know, Chris, I think, I think you know, we're going to jump into your uh, MedTech updates. But, you know, if you want to increase the barrier to entry for people to getting updates, doing it in an ice bath. Ice you know, bath. Plenty, plenty, you know, because I started doing those book reviews and I was like, you know, maybe they're, you know, four or five minutes long. Maybe that's a little bit long. People want something snappy. But everybody does book reviews. I'm like. 
ain't nobody going to try and do it in an ice bath. And thus it was born. Yeah. Well, let's let's kind of dive into it. Maybe maybe real quick, Probably just for some than doing it while wrestling a bear or something. That would be like probably, yeah, probably. But that's that that's the next step. <laughs> like, oh, that's the off, next step. <laughs> so, Chris, Tom, maybe before we jump into the into uh, uh, Chris's updates, maybe you can do a quick introduction uh, and to who you are and and who's Device Talks. Certainly, I'll uh, I'll go with Device Talks, and then Chris, you can talk about Mass Device. So, my name is Tom Salemi, I'm editorial director at Device Talks. Uh, it, to Device Talks, when I joined in 2019, we had uh, three events in Boston, Minnesota, and uh, Santa Clara. Uh, obviously, 2019 is when I joined. 2020 is when everything went to where it went. So, we didn't do events. So, we built out a podcast empire. The Device Talks Podcast Network. Boy, that sounded podcast empire sounded kind of ridiculous, but why not? Empire. It is an empire. <laughs> uh, we've got podcasts with Medtronic, Striker, Intuitive. Uh, we just launched Boston Scientific yesterday. And uh, congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, we'll have Abbott coming up later this year and some others I hope we can announce. And it's it's really a great opportunity. I'm working with these companies, they're making their senior leaders available. And they're all being sponsored by uh, really the, the nuts and bolts of our industry, the, the contract manufacturers, the design shops, the folks who are doing a lot of the hard work. So I'm grateful to them and to the big companies for making their folks available. And we also have Device Talks Tuesday, which is our our virtual series that we pivoted to, quote, unquote, in 2020, temporarily yeah. until uh, in-person events uh, came back. And then in-person events came back, but people still enjoy the Device Talks Tuesday. So every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern. You can uh, sit through a, a learning session and really expand your skill set and uh, get to meet some really neat folks. So, yeah, Amazing. definitely. You know, necessity is the mother of invention. It was a really good pivot that you know we like we moved to those, and now you know we've got our, our live events back, including Device yeah, Talks Boston. Just a I month. should say that. Yeah, we're back yeah, to live events. We got a live event. Talk. That's Device Talks Boston, May tenth and eleventh. Go to devicetalks.com. Everything is there. But it's two days. Uh, we talk uh, product design. Uh, we talk engineering. We talk manufacturing. We talk strategy. We talk sales. Omar, uh, we'll talk. We'll have MedTech Innovator there talking about startups, and then we'll be in Santa Clara, October eighteenth and nineteenth, and do a lot of the same. In Boston, we'll have presentations by Medtronic, Boston Scientific, Philips, Olympus, uh, Zimmer, ZimV, Zimmer BioVet, ZimV, and uh, others as well. So uh, we kind of took the the podcast. Uh, the, the podcast we create really gave us a nice relationship with the larger OEMs, and now they send their top folks to speak in person rather than speak on Zoom. So it's a really great opportunity to meet some some really capable, qualified leaders in medtech, and to uh, to meet me as well. So there you go. Yeah, you know, and, and on top of joining Tom every week on Device Talks Weekly, I'm the executive editor of Mass Device, Medical Design, Outsourcing, and other uh, life. Life Sciences publications at our uh, at our at our parent company WTWH Media and uh, you know Mass Device is the uh, is the uh, business journal of the medical device industry with uh, like with uh, like you know covering the covering the news every day uh, with you know uh, with you know hundreds and thousands of uh, you know users each month. And it's a great publication, you know, Chris. You, you, I have your. I don't have a lot of people whose notifications I have turned on. I have my notifications turned on for your updates because you always provide fantastic articles and updates on the industry. Um, I will share with the audience. I did give you a hard time earlier, which is like, hey, man, you know, I love your work. I love your coverage of the industry. You better not leave. If I find out, like, oh, Chris is going to TechCrunch or something, Tom and I are going to find you. We know where you live. Well, Tom probably knows where you live. I, he can just share the address, but like, you, you're not allowed to leave the industry. 
you know, it's a wonderful industry. I, this is, it's, it's very cool. I mean, just the fact that I was telling you like 10 years ago, I was like a banking reporter, which I mean, bank, banking is good. You know, it could, you can feel good. Like, Oh, they're, you know, providing finances for people to grow businesses or whatnot. But yeah, it's just a whole other level when you're talking about, you know, saving or, you know, enhancing human Absolutely. And, you know, the good news is that uh, after uh, a first uh, glorious, like, implosion uh, between Google and Amazon and everything, you know, the tech is trying to make its way back into healthcare and do it, do it better again. Like, all these huge billion, trillion dollar companies can't grow anywhere else, so they're all coming into healthcare. So it's a great and a very exciting time for our industry. Yeah. And so before we jump into your updates, I wanted to share a, a nice, well, a, a nice a nice gift for your audience, but also my audience is going to be excited about this as well. You know, we're going to talk about uh, career updates. So for those of you who are interested in taking my little mini course, if you go to www.upgrademylinkedin.com, use the code device talks, you're gonna get that mini course. I think it's like a $300 course, you'll get it for 80 bucks. It's a great course, you will really enjoy it. That's my gift to your audience. And of course, my audience is going to be excited that anytime they, they see somebody coming on the show, they're like, Oh, he's going to do a giveaway. So there's there's the giveaway. <laughs> So, and don't forget to put the www. So www.upgrademylinkedin.com and use code device talks. Okay. Make sure you guys take advantage of that soon. All right. Now let's get into the fun. Here we go. New markers, new make newsmakers in med tech. And by the way, I don't know if newsmakers, is that one word or two word? We make it one word. One word. You make it okay. Good. Yeah. Good. When I when <laughs> I did that, I was like, an editor, I can just make something one word. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I was worried about that. I was like, I was like, oh man, there's a dyslexia. I was like, but you can't make fun of my dyslexia. That's like a hate crime, you know. Oh, so, you <laughs> so Chris, what's going on in the world of medtech? The new markers, newsmakers. Well, uh, you know, number number five on the list. I mean, these are the this is the top news for this week. Um, you know, it's actually kind of. Uh, this is actually kind of uh, some some tough news. Actually, we're uh, you know continue, continuing right now to see you know layoffs uh, in the industry. Um, you know, over the the past week, we've seen uh, Better Therapeutics cut thirty five percent of their uh, their workforce. Uh, we've seen uh, ICAD cut twenty eight percent of their workforce. And at this point, you know, a mass device, we've, you know, since mid twenty twenty two, we've now covered like more than uh, you know now nineteen thousand. MedTech jobs, uh, you know, like that that have been eliminated across across the industry, and, and really just a, a combination of different factors just uh, coming uh, coming together at once. Though I, I, I do think a, a good a good chunk of those factors are are temporary. Uh, I mean, I mean, I don't know, Homer. Hope's a virtue, right? I mean, we uh, it's good to I, you know I, I, we'll have better times ahead. Um, here's one thing. There's one word that I just really would love to see gotten rid of, you know, like, like it should be thrown in the trash can with like new. What's that one? And I, I, these companies were using it, but I've heard the word like we're future proofing the company. Just, <laughs> what <laughs> what just, does that? Yeah. What does that mean? I mean, yeah. it makes you, if you're being laid off, it makes you feel like you're a piece of paint you know, <clears throat> peeling off, peeling off a building or something, you know, you know, layoffs are not fun. And again, personally from the tech industry to healthcare, after 2020 money was being thrown around like 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 it would just last forever people over hired they made a mistake and so i me personally i think the best leaders come out and there's very candid and straightforward like hey we made a mistake here's the facts here's what happened 
you know, and we're going to do our best to get like, I prefer like candid and straightforward talk like that versus like this, we're future proofing the company or, right. you know, this nonsense, like, you know, it's a, you screwed up, right? Like, yeah. yeah I mean, you look at the best leaders of history. They were always like, yeah, this is like a tough time. You know, here's how let's all get together. Here's how we're going to have to, you know, get through yeah. this. But, you no. know, the good news is that for those people who just got laid off, what I'd say, and again, Good, great, great point about why we're doing this episode today is that oh. this can be a big turning point for your career. You can find that next fantastic role, a dream job, great company. And so my 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 advice to everybody is just keep your head up. Stay. The most important thing you got to do right now is stay confident and positive because that's going to lead into your applications, your interviews, so on and so forth. Right. Absolutely. Uh, and I've shared this in the podcast. I got I got laid off myself in 2014 uh, from a job I thought I wanted and was with a big company that I thought would be steady. And I was upset for a short time, but then it led to conferences and podcasting and, and, and here we are. So uh, I actually, pro- I probably wanted to leave that job when I when I was laid off. So I'm grateful now, but it certainly is a bit of transition. Yeah. But, but trust yourself and, and Follow your passions. Don't talk yourself into taking a job you're not happy with because it's just going to lead right back to the same thing. If you're not happy, you're not going to perform at your best. So um, not to get all after school special, but really pursue yeah, your passion. Totally pursue agree. your passion. If you have a chance, yeah. get 25 push-ups going before the interview. Just get yeah. that. That's right. Yeah. Or just in, listen to like three three hours straight of my my podcast. That'll there you go. Good. Or just listen to Omar. <laughs> just listen to my intros. Don't even listen to the episodes. Just listen right. to the intros. It's just like, oh, it's great. I'm ready to go. <laughs> All right. Cool. So yeah, we talked a lot about layoffs on the podcast, um, different companies. Chris has done a great job reporting on that on, on Mass Device. And uh, hopefully we're at the tail end of it. This seemed to be a smaller so. one than most. Um, but uh, there'll be some some... We'll see. We'll see where we're going. I don't want to see where we're going. What's next, Chris Newmar? You know, one of the, you know, one of the largest, uh, you know, layoffs that we've been reporting has involved, you know, Phillips, which has just had this massive uh, CPAP recall. But, you know, this week, you know, we got, there's a lot of attention for some, you know, there's some positive news out of uh, Phillips. They uh, unveiled their new virtual care management uh, portfolio. It's, you know, the, uh, it's you know it's, it's like a host of flexible solutions and, and services to you know they say this is to help health systems providers payers employers uh, connect with patients from uh, virtually anywhere and yeah you know, I I've noticed over the years I mean Philips has been among the really big med tech companies I mean they 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 were one of the early ones to really just kind of embrace the whole digital health idea and you know this this seems to be them just you know rolling this this forward so that's a, some good some good positive news there yeah i think a lot of those folks are centered here in the boston area uh definitely they've been in the, the forefront on the connected care and we'll be talking a lot about that at device talks boston as well we'll have tom poland from bd and bd definitely identifies connected care connected devices as a growth uh market for them so uh it's nice to see some some good news chris newmarker you've been exactly bad news with newmarkers newsmakers and uh good news from phillips as well which is great yeah it's really cool. What is number three on the new markets? Number three on the list. Uh, there, you know, we, uh, you know, as, as part of kind of like, you know, we've been seeing layoffs. We've also been seeing, uh, you know, a lot of uh, spinoffs and you know, large medical device companies, uh, you know, you know, kind of, you know, trying to streamline their businesses. Which, uh, especially with the spinoffs, I think this is, I, I, Tom, we've talked about this. Like overall, seems to be pretty. It could be a really positive trend, you know, because we could get like some smaller, more 
nimble companies that could do some cool stuff. But uh, there was a report out of Reuters, and it cited anonymous sources, but they were saying that uh, that IC Medical and G Healthcare are actually competing um, to uh, you know to you know to buy uh, two of the businesses that Medtronic's uh, looking to spin out the patient monitoring and respiratory uh, interventions businesses. So that'll interesting. Uh, yeah, it'll be fun to watch and see how that shakes out. That's what we're yeah, talking seems- about. It seems like there's, as I say, it seems like at least since last year, more of these strategics decide to spin out some of their businesses. And I'm wondering if part of that is just to focus on their like on their core business. Um, and I think the exciting thing, spinning it out again, I, I, I'm not too familiar with the uh, biz, logistical side of those kind of things. But like part of me, I kind of ho- hope to see those spin outs just to kind of go on their own um, versus just getting acquired by another strategic. But I guess, you know, yeah. So be interesting with ICU because they just bought Smith's medical just the other year. And, you know, they're kind of a little, little smaller. So I mean, ICU going to become a big player. We're going to, I don't know. know. I mean, you know, in the, in, in the critical care market, no offense yeah. to ICU medical, but they're, they're like a number five or six. Yeah. And, and I don't know. I think, um, it's funny how, you know, you mentioned you're, you're from the banking industry. Um, you know, n- since the SVB happened, uh, collapse happened, a lot of these banks who, like, who was it? It was a bank out of North Carolina, acquired a, bo- a bunch of the SVB loans and oh, moved them up in the rankings. Yeah. And so, I don't know. For me, I'm a competitive guy. I kind of like to see these companies move up, the, you know, in market share and rankings within the industry just purely through. It's organically. Organically, yeah. Yeah, yeah. versus just yeah. like, oh, we're just going to acquire something i'm like well it's just it's like, like oh, we're a market leader now <laughs> it's like well you like, bought great, it you bought it yeah yeah exactly exactly you know or at least like both right you know i think that that's kind of the cool thing when you're like oh they're they're innovating look at that cool stuff and they're acquiring and you know this is just like an exciting company you know and that's that's kind of it's pretty neat so yeah so we'll yeah. yeah we'll see how it goes but it's it's almost like I've heard it's been like a cycle over the decades I mean, you see like companies buy 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 you get these giant you know multinational conglomerates and all of a sudden they're breaking up you know they're spinning stuff out and looks like we're kind of like in one of these like spinoff phases. It's, I mean, right it's just it's the nature of things. There's gonna and I think it's good. I think it's good that these companies are spinning out. I think it's good they're gonna yeah. focus on these these projects that I'm guessing if if they were spun out. They weren't obviously a priority. They were getting neglected and ignored. Now they can go prove themselves and, and really demonstrate what they're capable of doing and, and create value. Yeah, they'll probably be acquired yeah. again in five or 10 years uh, or 10 or 15 years, whatever it takes. But uh, I think this is a great opportunity for MedTech. I think these companies will be able to, to, to find growth, to really innovate, and to create some of the jobs for the people who have been uh, future-proofed out of their, uh, exactly. their jobs. Is that two words, Chris, or one? Future-proof. Maybe one of those hyphenated things, you know, like yeah, future proof sort of thing. We should start yeah. a band. All right, well, let's move yeah, on to future, future proof the band. <laughs> hey, everybody, Tom here. Sorry about the really low audio. I don't know what happened there. Anyway, we're taking a break just to remind you that we have Device Talks Tuesdays. Our Device Talks Tuesdays series is up and running. We've got a great session on Tuesday brought to you by PSN Labs. The title is Why You Should Look at End-of-Life Biocompatibility. I had no idea this was an issue uh, until I helped them with uh, the description and the talking points for the uh, for the event. 
and uh, really is important for uh, for longer lasting devices. And you should check it out. Uh, we've got a lot of registrations for that one already. It's already one of our more popular ones. And I'm happy to say uh, PSN Labs will be presenting a similar talk at Device Talks Boston. So check out Device Talks Tuesdays. Register now. Uh, it happens April 4th at 4 p.m. Again, PSN Labs, why you should look at end-of-life biocompatibility. It's free. Uh, it's helpful. It's insightful. It broadens your mind and makes you a better medtecher. So uh, go to devicetalks.com to register for that. Chris, what's number two on the new that's, that's what they said when they were firing the drummer. We're future proofing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> drummer's like, I got some lyrics. Like, yeah, we're going to future proof you. Like, <laughs> I think I might use that in my business when I have to fire, fire a customer. I'm just like, hey, look, no offense. I just need a future business. Future proof my business <laughs> by Thanks. firing you. <laughs> like, that sounds awesome. Thanks. Oh that, that word has to go. It's got to go. All right. So, number, uh, number two on the list. Uh, it's exciting news uh, actually and actually in your neck of the woods uh omar like uh you know massimo you know is, is based in uh southern california and they ah uh, yes yeah they've unveiled the freedom smart smart watch their next gen uh health uh smart smart watch uh but uh you know so you know it's uh it's it's exciting to see this like develop i mean it's i mean gosh it's me- measuring arterial blood oxygen saturation hydration index pulse rate heart rate respiration rate you know and they've you know, they, they talk about novel hardware hardware for reducing the radiation from uh, free users from privacy infringement. Uh, so, so yeah, just some some cool news on the digital health front. And yeah, and it, it'll be. I mean, the CEO is it Joe Calcani, who who's the CEO of of Massimo? Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, good. Okay, I I got it right. Yeah, got you know, it's it. been, yeah, it's been interesting. He's made some really. Um, really interesting and you know in my opinion like very innovative and kind of provocative moves in terms of his acquisitions the last few years his his view of Mossible. the one thing that i my one critique of them is that they're doing such like fantastic work and i remember um uh where did i find out about about him i think i found out about it on the forbes cover because it said like medtech's newest billionaire or something and i was like how do i not know about this guy and i kind of wish that they would do a better job as a company kind of marketing uh and doing more thought leadership around what they're doing because it is really fantastic yeah. right you know so that's the one thing you know and i don't know if that's a strategic thing where they they don't want to be so loud about it but i don't know if you, totally yeah I mean, if you there, unveil yeah. a smartwatch i mean that's kind of a a bold move in terms of the compete people you're going to be competing with. Right. Or they, they did There was a lot of head scratching cause they, uh, you know, acquired sound United, which that's right. It makes, Google, they make yeah. high end speaker systems, yeah. you know, and, you know, and, but you know, they're, it actually, you know, like the investors are really warmed to that. And it looks like it, it was, a, it was a good move to get into people's homes. You know, it's like you, you're already connecting up people's homes so they can, you know, listen to cool music through their whole house. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, and we're going to give you all these health devices and connect you with those. Yeah. And, you know, just I'll make a prediction right now. So there's a company who I cannot for the life of me remember the name of. They had one of their uh, CMOs come on my show over a year ago um, out of Silicon Valley where they focus on sound and audio. Like these are like 15, 20, $30,000 speaker systems. And their CMO, their, their VP who's focused on the health division, had a lot of focus on the use of audio and sound and music when it comes to recovery, right? And if we don't, if we, you never think about it, but like sound has just such a huge impact. And so if you're able to, oh, sure. yeah, induce like 
better, more ambient environments for patients, right? There should be a correlation in terms of like, you know, recovery, just because, you know, if you lower stress, your recovery is going to go up. So I wonder if Massimo might be thinking of that route with, with the Sound United acquisition. We'll see. Hey, you're trying to treat a chronic health condition and you could get rainforest sounds in your house. Yeah, if Massimo's listening, please feel free to send Tom, Chris, and I uh, some speakers. We'd be happy to be test yeah. subjects and let you know totally. how we like them. <laughs> Love it, yeah. <laughs> no, interesting. I talked with uh, Kevin Lobo, CEO of Stryker, this week. He'll be on a podcast coming up. And we talked a lot of the, the Vocera acquisition and how they built the, the, the mic tech into the, uh, their hospital beds. To your point, Omar, it'd be yeah. interesting if they went, you could see them buying maybe a speaker company in a couple of years. And why not have on their hospital beds, you know, some nice surround sound that just blocks out noise canceling sound exactly. that blocks out all the stressful sounds of a hospital and gives you a yeah. restful experience. I mean, how awesome would that be? Just I to- mean, it, I think, Tom, that's actually a great point because, I mean, at least the, the couple times that I had surgery in the past, like I remember being wheeled from uh, the waiting waiting area into surgery and like just hearing all kinds of stuff, like the nurses talking, I'm going yeah, by different rooms. Yeah, it was really stressful, actually. Like, you yeah. know, so, so like, and I get, but I guess, I guess the biggest thing is like nowadays, like even if you can show studies of uh, efficacy for that, like will a hospital pony up and spend that kind of money outside of your like, you know, Presbyterians, Hopkins, right. Mass Generals, right? You know, but I'm all for it. Uh, a nice Better set of future. speakers built into a hospital, but I can't imagine it adds that much more to the, uh, to then it would, I bet it'll be a selling point, Omar. If someone say, Hey, I want to go to that hospital. They've got the, the much better patient. Experience. That's a great, you know what? That's yeah. a great, Oh, you know what? That's a great point, Tom. I feel like hospitals in the last five years, it feels, and you let me know, mm-hmm. you guys are, are at the source of truth for a lot of this. I feel like a lot of hospitals, kind of moved away from marketing a lot around the patient experience. And at least in the last year, I feel like I'm starting to see that come back. Like it was, it was very I much driven that. by robotics, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And then they moved yep. away from it. Now I feel like it's coming back. You, you know, know, on top of being a reporter covering banking around Minneapolis, St. Paul a decade go. ago, I was also covering on, hospitals. And, yeah. Back <laughs> in the, you know, at least 10, 10 years ago, I, I remember the, the, the maternity, you know, section of the hospitals. I mean, that was a big place to market. I mean, tell you, you got, you got a, you know, uh, you know, expecting mom who wants to go in the hospital. Man, that sounds like a, a nice thing. Like, by the way, we can help give you relaxing music, you know, when you're, you're coming in for this whole experience. Yeah. But that's, that's a great point, point Omar, about the marketing to the patient again, which is a positive. I mean, the, the ads for the, the robotic systems were fine at the time. And now I'm actually at a point where I, I used to be like, I used to think surgical robotics was it was important, but was marketing was certainly a big component of it. Now I'm I'm bought in. I I I, I buy in completely. Talking to Robert Cohen and from Stryker and others, like I'm like, okay, this makes perfect sense now. Like we're at a point where you need some sort of leveling leveling system to bring everyone's skill sets to the same point. Um, Absolutely, you're right. Patient experience would be the next one, and it's huge because it because I'm going this, through this with a relative right now. It's not a great experience. It's not a great. No, thing. yeah, it's terrible. It's it's and a lot of a lot of money's wasted. And, you know, to be frank, like, I mean, even me, I think, I think, I don't know if there's a generational thing, but I've noticed with myself and like people who are younger than me have health insurance, but sometimes it takes so long to see a doctor, or it's just you know the experience oh, is so bad. Like I've there's been plenty of times where for certain things I just go see a doctor and I'll just pay out of pocket because the experience is better. I'm like I'd rather do that than yeah. go through my insurance, you know. Yeah. 
Exactly. Oh no! I mean, I live in a suburb. I when I do my doctor's appointments, I drive into downtown Minneapolis because there's a clinic down there. Their whole big thing is, you know, when you do a checkup, they're going to sit down with you for 20, 25 minutes, have a good talk, like actually spend time with you. And it's, it, it really, I for me, it makes a difference. That's good. All right. Well, let's roll on to number one, Chris Newmarker of the Newmarkers Newsmakers. Hey, number one on the list, uh, you know, every once in a while, I mean, this is one of the cool things about, uh, you know, covering the news so much and, and looking at our analytics, like what kind of pages, I mean, this just, this, this kind of surprised me a bit, but then I, when I really studied the article, I was like, this is a, this is a, this is a really interesting story and it has to do with uh, signifier medical technologies uh, based in Boston. Um, they've hit the 10,000 patient mark when they're with their uh, excite OSA technology uh, for uh, sleep apnea. And uh, you know, it's, it's such an interesting, it's an interesting space right now because you've got, I mean, you know, most people know about CPAPs. Um, there's been a CPAPs shortage, you know, in the last, uh, in the last year or two, because you know, Phillips has just had such a, such a horrible, horrible <laughs> recall with CPAPs and other respiratory devices. Um, you know, just, yeah, they're, we're still waiting uh, to see what, you know, the uh, Justice Department, you know, does with them with a consent decree, you know, talks around this recall. And meanwhile, ResMed, which was the dominant CPAP provider, they have been, um, you know, the, the supply chain snarls and all kinds of things. I mean, they've been, you know, they've been opening facilities. They've been really working to, you know, meet, you know, the excess demand. But, you know, there's still just a, a shortage. So you got the CPAP space, you got... Um, you got things like Inspire Medical, you know, where it's like a pacemaker-like device that could treat sleep apnea. But um, Signifier's, you know, interesting because it's an FDA-authorized device, and this is a uh, it's it's a smart wireless device that uh, provides neuro prescription only neuromuscular electrical stimulation to the tongue, and this could you know help you sleep. Um, because this, uh, you know, stipu- stimulation can prevent the tongue from collapsing backward and obstructing the airway during the, the during sleep. So that's kind of intriguing. I mean, you know, I, I could I could see some people just simply they need CPAP. They might even need, you know, something implantable. But you know, this could, you know, this, this is, is interesting. Yeah. When I first saw this, I thought this was Inspire Redo, but it really isn't. It's a daytime therapy. So you yeah, you're, you're building your 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 tongue. Putting something on your tongue. Yeah. So you conceivably wouldn't need anything at night, but uh, yeah. uh, great, great concept. I mean, it really. is really interesting. I think in the next 10 years, we're going to see a lot, at least the market cap for let's call it the sleep industry really grow. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least I've noticed on the retargeting. And I think part of this is being driven from the biohacking community. We used to be a small niche community 10 years ago. Now it's, I mean, everybody does it. Um, and so a big part of the biohacking, like where a lot of people start, including myself, was like, I want to get my sleep better. And I think that as long as there's higher awareness around that with patients, they're more likely to go and get diagnosed, do a sleep study, realize that they need different things. I think for me, just in the past year, not, not even a mattress, you know, I may have spent like probably anywhere from like I don't know, three to $600 just on like different things to help me with my sleep, sleep uh, hygiene and everything. Um, sleep really is a skill, you know, and I think that more people are starting to understand like how important it is. Absolutely. Okay. And I just looked up Inspire's market cap. I had no idea. $7 billion. What? Wow. Yeah. Inspire Medical money Inspire's got a $7 Six billion dollar nine, market 7 cap. Billion. I think I'm reading this correctly. I think I, I know how to use that. Google. <laughs> it's like, that's I mean, amazing. How many people do you know say they like just have a wonderful night's sleep every night? I mean, and it, it's very few. Yeah. yeah. It's certainly not and it's beyond that because, I mean, there's all kinds of chronic 
health conditions that are that are linked to bad sleep. The chronic conditions make it worse. You get like you know you can you can really spiral. I mean you know it's like sleep is really just an integral part of your health. Absolutely. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see if a, a Inspire you know comes in and acquires a smaller company like this one, builds his yeah. Inspire also has interest in neuro outside of sleep. But uh, this would seem like a nice add-on. But uh, cool company. I love this yeah, stuff. Very cool. Great number one, yeah. Christian Berger. Fantastic. All right. Hey, Omar, before we go, I better, not before we, before we go on. <laughs> we'll see you around, Omar. See you later, everybody. Thanks for <laughs> see you. <laughs> go Omar, you're on your own. You, you got it. Uh, I did create, I, I've got a Slack out. We've got a code for Device Talks Boston. I should have taken this book. Oh, let me, let me put that banner up. up. Let me put that banner up. Off. Use the code Get Omar the 25. And 25% off, off the price. On Device Talks Boston, correct? Yes. Yeah. So I will uh, get this confirmed before hopefully this 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 broadcast ends. So if you're watching this later on, it should work. But give it give it a day. Slide. Use code Omar. Omar twenty five. Nice. Omar twenty five. Got it. Yeah. Perfect. Let me let me add that banner. Twenty five. Um, oh, and what's what's the website they can go to? DeviceTalks.com. And you can find all our events there, all of our podcasts, all of our webinars and, and the like. Fantastic. Let me put that up real quick. And, you know, one thing I want to I want to encourage people when it comes to these, you know, great events that Device Talks puts on um, is one of the benefits you don't have to be an exec to go to these things. Like if you live in the mm -hmm. Boston area, yeah. you should buy a ticket, go, because I'll tell you, it is really energizing. I just came from, you know, it was, it's more on the investor side, but I went to LSI and a lot of people ask me like, why do you go to these events? A lot of it is just the energy of being there, being around your peers, having these discussions. I mean, when you leave these events, it's just really not just inspiring, but you have such great energy. It's fun. You learn a lot. So I, I would say a lot of it, one, one thing I'm trying to drive people in this industry to do is to really take their professional education seriously. And so you need to carve out a little budget every year and say, okay, maybe it's 1% of your income and say, well, this 1%, whether it's like 5,000 or 10,000, I'm not, I'm not kidding you, like literally that much. I'm going to go to maybe one or two conferences. Maybe I'm going to enroll in a course. That's the only way that you're going to actually develop your career. And yeah. that's going to leverage more money, right? You can't Absolutely. just working hard is not enough, you know? And so I, exactly. I'm really glad you said that because I, I ran a meeting prior to joining Device Talks in Minnesota. Chris used to, used to I met Chris there at MedTech conference. It was a great meeting, very much like LSI, a lot of CEO conversations, a lot of higher level conversations. And I always got the, I'd have a conversation with one guy on our advisory board, like, where's the meeting for everyone else? Like, where's the meeting for the people in med tech who, you know, are at the mid levels and they want to get to the higher levels, but they just want to learn how to do their jobs better. They want to learn just how to be, how to advance their careers. That's how I see device talks. It's really, LSI was fantastic. And I'll say the name. I mean, I, I was watching on LinkedIn and I was like, damn, I want to be there because it looked like a lot of excitement. Oh, you should, yeah, you should yeah. definitely go next we'll year. See. It's awesome. But but we're not we're not that we're 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 talking about how you make we're talking about individual projects we're talking about engineering we're gonna have a lot of contract manufacturers there we're gonna we're paired up with our healthcare robotics engineering forum and a robotics expo and it's really a nitty gritty kind of medtech for the rest of us sort of thing so we try to keep the prices low affordable uh, it's six ninety five full price right now our early bird was three hundred dollars off but unfortunately That's expired. But, really reasonable by the way yeah, so that's like a, a obscenely reasonable we're, conference we're, price. I'm, I'm we're fighting to keep it that way because I, I, exactly. I want i want lots of people there 
to come and enjoy the the very experience you're talking about, which is just when everyone who feels the way we feel get in one room. It's it's just really kind it's of awesome. Intoxicating. Yeah. Oh, really, it really but, is. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's so I'll tell awesome. you. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll tell you, like, like just uh, I know device talks is the same way, but like these are the kind of conferences. Like when I go to LSI, I don't even plan my day; I just walk around. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a lot of fun. And for those who are listening, again, this is not legal or financial advice. But if I were you, I would either set up an LLC, which is really cheap through Legal Zoom, or just do it at the end of the year. Get device talks and write this off as professional education. Oh. Yeah, I, that's a great idea. But you guys, watch, you guys are going to sell, sell one out. Of the lawyers, one of the lawyers, remember, it's Omar who suggested that. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, you should, you should absolutely not take advice from yeah. me on any of this. Like, I, it's actually, don't do it. But I'm just saying, if, I, if it was me, that's what I would do. But again, I'm a guy on the internet talking to you through your computer. So, like, I would not, that would not be good. That would be not, that would not be good legal yeah. advice. So anyways, all right. <laughs> with your accountant, but it sounds like a really good plan. I would agree with you 100%. Yes, yes, yes. Perfect. All right. So now, you guys ready to get into some tips and tactics on how to engineer your career in medtech? We'll do what we can. We talk to a lot of smart people and we'll tell you what they said. So go ahead. So for, you know, let's start with, um, let's start with the first thing, which, you know, you guys speak with a lot of executive, you've done a lot of interviews. What, what has been like sort of some of the, uh, key points of advice that you usually, uh, impart on people when it comes to engineering career med tech. And I have, I have a framework I want to walk through, but you know, we're kind of making this like a fireside. So a key point for, for someone starting an engineering career. Yeah, exactly. Whether it's engineering or product, but engineering a, a successful career in medtech. What 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 are your key pieces of advice? Well, I mean, I think I think it's in, what I have found out. Every I, I and Chris, I'll let you go next. I launch every podcast with the same question: What drove you? What what's driven you to medtech? Yeah, that's always a cool question. Number one is is and, and almost everyone has either a story of someone who is in health, some a parent who is sick. Tom Poland's was amazing. I, he's the CEO of BD. His, he's started to tell the story about when he was 13 and his mom was getting ready for school. And I was ready to go in a different direction. But his mom like passed away suddenly. And it just woke him up to the whole experience of how important health is. And it's what's driven him here. So for me, I mean, I think it's it's critical to have the passion to, to be part of the medtech industry. And, to, and I'm just amazed. I did a... a, a I did a, a device talk Tuesday on Tuesday with this engineer who, you know, he's talking about atrial fibrillation like he's a like he's an interventional cardiologist. I mean, this is a, the guy who is who's taken his knowledge of understanding how the physical world works and and is and putting it uh, in the importance of of healthcare. But so have the passion number one, number two, and I think it's for me, I think it's just sort of understanding your story and and, and sort of what's driven yeah. you here. I mean, I think it's. It's so important to be more, I think, than just a set of tools or skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think people really do connect with individuals and stories and like-minded experiences. So don't don't assume that you're just another X, Y, or Z. Like, look internally, look inside. And I know this sounds a little mushy, but you know, understand what kind of drives you and what and who you are and, and why are you doing what you're doing. And and, and uh, it took me a long time to kind of be that honest with myself as to who I wanted to be and what I wanted to do and what really kind of gets me going in the morning. For me, it's building communities. It's, it's getting people together. Uh, it's, it's just helping people move forward. So I guess find your, find your thing would be, would be yeah. my thing. And that does sound awfully squishy and I apologize. No, make no, yourself, that's make good. yourself the hero of your own story. No, go. perfect. No. Yeah. And, 
and Chris, share share one thing because I want to take your guys' pieces kind of incorporated into the framework app, which is Tom, you answered exactly what I was, how I was hoping your answer because I did notice in every one of your talks you start out with what drove you into medtech. So I love that. Chris, what about you? What what, what is like one piece of advice you usually give somebody? Oh, I'd say just like yeah, I, I, I just a I kind of second with what Tom was saying. I mean, you know, just you know having the passion for it, and you know, I, I just have to say the space is is very exciting. I mean, I mean probably probably the only other thing that would be maybe as exciting might be like space, you know, but I mean, you're talking about, you know, this, the frontier of like the human body and just, you know, trying to, to better human life and you know, keep people from dying of things that they were, they've been dying from for, you know, hundreds of years. I mean, it's just, uh, I, I think it's just very, very exciting, very rewarding. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm you know, I, I, I do not make medical devices. No one should have, I do not have the expertise to make medical devices, but I have written about the industry for, you know, about a decade now. And I just, I just feel so, you know, privileged and fortunate that I, you know, get to, you know, talk to all these amazing people who are just doing some really fine work. Absolutely. Perfect. So I'm going to take those piece, two pieces in and share. So, and, and, a good place to start, we have a question from the audience, and I'm going to use this kind of as a launching off point. So Karandeep Singh Badwal, if you guys don't know Karandeep, Karandeep is, in my opinion, uh, one of the be- biggest and best influencers when it comes to the regulatory quality space. He p- puts out amazing video content. And on a separate note, which is a whole other podcast I'm going to do, he has to be the most interesting man I've ever met in my life. And I've met a lot of people. Like that's a whole other thing. So current deep asks a common question is how do graduates best go about getting that first role as conventional means of job search for someone new can be limiting. So how do you get started if you're, if you're new to the space, right? So, and I, and the reason why I want to use that is that it's not a problem only with new graduates. If you notice um, both quantitatively and qualitatively uh, in our industry, most people stay within the same specialty their entire career. They're orthopedics, they stay in orthopedics, they stay in urology, stay in urology. Do these people want to switch over to different specialties? Absolutely. The problem is, is it's difficult, right? And the thing that people make the mistake of with their careers is they think that they have to reinvent the wheel. They got to go to an MBA. They got to go do some certification, everything. You really don't have to do that. And that's kind of what I wanted to tell you all is that when it comes to engineering your career in med tech, if you look at my career in the last 10 years, you know, I was in robotic spine surgery, robotic aesthetics, predictive health, AI, SaaS, all in a span of 10 years. How is that possible? The first thing I want people to think about when it comes to engineering your careers is that how do you productize yourself, Right. And the multi-million dollar lesson of marketing that I advise CEO after CEO, startup after startup is actually directly applicable to the individual. And it starts with what Tom mentioned earlier, which is what's your why? What drove you to the industry? Why is that important? The reason why is that if you think about a product, right? Products, they all have different features, right? Just like you, when you submit your resume, those are all features, someone every single time is going to have more features, more stamps on their resume than you. And so the key is, how do you differentiate? Because if you differentiate, that's where attention goes. The number one lesson of persuasion is that if you can't get attention, you cannot persuade. So how do you get attention? And once you have that attention, how do you incorporate memory? Memory has been shown in, in a lot of persuasion studies as a key factor when it comes to getting somebody to change their behavior or make a decision. Right. And so if you look at your LinkedIn profile, right, the three most important things that decides whether somebody will connect with you or not is your photo, your name, your headline. 
can't do much about your name unless you, um, you know, get an MBA or some certification. I don't recommend doing that, by the way. It's not a good, if, you, if you're going to spend a lot of money and go into debt just so you can get a better job, I don't recommend doing that. Hmm. <laughs> That's number one. Number two, your photo. This is where engineers and, and product managers, they, they don't think about it, which is do, not do they look like the person that they should be for the job today, but you know how they say dress for the job of tomorrow, right? That's the thing. Go and look like if you're trying to be a VP, what do the other VPs look like, right? There is a point where you want to be different, but then you have to be similar enough where if somebody's buying that product like of a VP or a director, it has to fit, right? Now, the, the, the last thing, and this is going to tie into uh, Tom, which you were mentioning earlier, your headline. This is one of the most important and most overlooked areas on LinkedIn. And again, a lot of people thought that maybe I'm going to talk about your resume. Think of it like this. By the time somebody gets to your resume, a lot of times the decision's already done. Mm-hmm. How do you persuade ahead of time so when your resume comes up, they say, oh, I know who that is, and they've already been persuaded to take that meeting. Your headline is going to be the tip of that spear. What should your head not, headline not be? Your headline should not be product manager at Medtronic, mark, you know, director of marketing at XYZ. That's not interesting. You got to lead with something specific in terms of what you do and who you help, right? And it could be something as, uh, you know, for me, when I started in this industry a long time ago, my, my LinkedIn uh, used to say, I think something like former medical student turned surgical robotics marketer, right? How do you differentiate yourself? If you do that really well, think of your LinkedIn page just like a landing page of a website. So if you if you do that, you don't have to create content like me left and right. And by the way, uh, Chris and Tom, feel free to ju- jump in at any moment. I'm, I'm going to wrap up in a second. <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to go on a monologue here. But when somebody lands on your LinkedIn, they're gonna they're gonna read more about you. So when they get to the about section. That's where what Tom specifically said, and I think you should start by answering that question that Tom said was what drove you into med tech or what's driving you into med tech if let's say you're new. Because that about section should not be a regurgitation of your resume. If you go read my about section, there's a part where I talk about my career wins and everything. But in reality, the majority of it is focused on who I am as a person, my qualities, my values, my what, I'm, what am I driven by? Right, because that's what people are are hiring, and especially if you are moving into a new role or you're trying to switch industries, very few people are going to hire you directly for your experience. Right, if, if you're new, they want to hire you for who you can become for them in the future. And the last thing I'll say, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll give a I'll give a pause just to kind of let Tom and Chris jump in. The most exciting thing about this, especially with something like LinkedIn, is if you think about it from the point of view of of packaging. This book, right, it's called, you know, How to Lead Really Well. It's got a blue cover on it. Do you want to buy it? Uh, Maybe. But then if I put this glossy cover over it and I call it True North Emerging Leader Edition, Leading Authentically in Today's Workplace. This is actually um, former CEO of Electronic. Yeah, he's just on the show. Great book, by the way. It's a different book. And the best part is that the content itself did not change. We just changed the wrapper. And so when, he, when it comes to, about, comes to think engineering your career in med tech, you have to start with thinking about what's the wrapper of the product of me saying and conveying. So let yeah. me take a, take a step back and kind of, you know, Chris and Tom kind of jump in on that a little bit. 
No, I'll, I'll echo that. I mean, I think my LinkedIn uh, headline probably said something a med tech writer five years ago. And I really, I didn't really appreciate LinkedIn until recently, until the last five or six years. I kind of thought it was just a place yeah, where too. you connected and you didn't really use it to communicate. Now it's my like, I've dumped Twitter off my phone. I never go on Facebook. Like LinkedIn, I hit multiple times a day because it's just, it's just a great way to learn and it's a great way to connect. But to, to build off what you're saying into the, into the question, I mean, graduates and young people, I know they kind of want to come in as this blank slate. Uh, you know, I'm just a graduate from a university who have been taught, to, who has been taught to do things. Give me my purpose. Give me who I am. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, you know who you are already, yeah. you know, especially kids today. I mean, I have, I have kids that they know they are more sure of themselves who they want to be. And you don't have to be arrogant about it. You don't have to be you know, forceful about it. You don't have to pro- proclaim yeah. yourself to be the best darn whatever you want to be. But I think you do have a point of view. I know you have a point of view. I know you have a skill set. I know you have an identity. I think you should be reflecting that. That goes for people coming out of college. And I think it goes for the engineers as well. Chris and I had this conversation on the podcast a couple of weeks ago with Holly Scott about engineers who have been uh, future-proofed and you know what they can do to sort of get off the ground. And she, she advocated, you know, get on LinkedIn and, and start to opine and start to Find things that you're passionate about. Find those those whys in your life, and get them out there for other people's to, com- to other people to comment on. And uh, you know, there's real opportunities for people like Chris. And Chris can speak to this or whatever he wants to speak to. You know, if we had engineers out there who were offering their thoughts on what, within reason, of course, within I don't want them to malign anybody, but offering themselves up as authorities to, to help us, people like Chris and I who don't have engineering degrees, totally. understand things a bit better. We would love that. You would be like, love it. You would be, we would seek you out. We would ask you questions. Your profile would be elevated a bit. I'm not saying you're going to be the star of an article, but at least it's going to be, it's a way to reach out. So put, put yourself out there a bit, take a chance. And uh, as for switching. I'm actually one of our strategies with our, you know, medical design outsourcing site and publication right now is to get more stories out there, just providing some useful what is and how to's about, Medtech, and you know we uh, we're, we're writers. You know we need we need engineers to, you know you know tell us what's what and uh, you know how ah, to write those. And and gr- a great point to that. So for me, you know, I in a previous life I was in medical school. So when you're in medicine, like you, there's this whole emphasis on publications, right? And so very early in my career, maybe this was like nine years ago, I was kind of thinking, I'm like, well, how do I publish in this industry or show people what I'm capable of without sending them a resume? So then. LinkedIn articles started becoming a thing. So I started writing articles on there. And again, you have to think about this as you don't start looking for the next step in your career when you are either fed up with your job and you're quitting or you get laid off. At that point, it's way too late. That mm-hmm. This is an ongoing thing. So again, right? I want you for, for device talks, right? Device talks Boston. There's a lot of people in, in Boston, right? I want you to think, even if you're happy with your job, I want you to think, what if this week you find out that you got laid off for your job or fired, I guarantee you, you're going to be going to device talks. Cause then you're, you say, Oh, I got a network and everything. You got to pretend that that's already happened and say, it's not that I want to go to device. I have to, this is like a requirement, right? Just like, like there's a lot of physicians and surgeons. I know they hate the annual meeting that they usually have to go to for their specialty, but they got to go to it. It's mm-hmm. just like, um, you know, not just in terms of education, but also networking with peers, et cetera. And what I would say in, in my entire career, 
not a single one of the jobs I got, and I had a, I, I had a fan, amazing career med tech. Not a single one of them did I find, right? Like they weren't, you know, like they they were actually somehow brought to me either through a recruiter or a peer or something. And so a lot of times you have no idea, and that's the exciting part about engineering your career in med tech and putting intention behind it, which is what kind of opportunities come your way, you know? Exactly. Agreed. I, I don't remember the last time I, I applied for a job. I think it was 1997, the last job I applied for. <laughs> yeah. And no, and you know, and you know, probably why is that in my, in my opinion, when you apply for a job, it's, it's just a losing game. Like whether you're applying for a leadership role or an associate's role, like, yeah, do I apply for roles and get interviews? Or at least when I, when I was employed? Yes, absolutely. But the key is how do you engage thoughtful? How do you use this platform LinkedIn where all the hiring managers, your customers, investors, they're all spending time on here. I know investors, managers, et cetera, who have no other social media except LinkedIn and they log in multiple times a day, multiple times, right? So how do you do that so that your name, your face, and that headline starts being noticed more and more and more? And at some point, like that person might reach out to you for a role. They might reach out to you for a consulting opportunity. And you don't have to create content. It's, it's always better when you create content. But you can just be on LinkedIn and and scroll through your newsfeed, find interesting posts, and leave thoughtful comments. Just just that way, you can you can proliferate your name and and grow that um, that attention and awareness that you need. I see a great I'm question. Not- I'm sorry, I was going to say, I see a quick great question from Jessica. I just want to say quickly one thing, and then Chris, in terms of moving on to changing your career trajectory, the one thing I've learned from folks I talked to the, the podcast, like. <sighs> Don't change everything. Don't don't go don't go from job. The next one you're moving from one job to the other shouldn't be a wholesale change. Change one aspect of what you're doing. Change the area mm, you're focusing on. Smart. Change your geogra- geography. Change the type of specialty you're in. Go from cardio to orthopedics, or go from uh, type of, this type of engineering to that. But just kind of slowly ratchet your changes. Don't try to do everything at once. It's just more palatable. But make sure when you are making a change. There is a slight change to it. There's a slight challenge, and it continues to force you to grow and just to get an appetite for more growth. So that's a that's a great point, Tom. And and again, I'll emphasize it because I come from the startup world where you know a lot of times like a good stent is like two or three years, right? So you know people are used to moving around. The one thing is that somebody needs to look at the body of work of your career and say, oh, this makes sense. Yeah. Because what you don't want is like a couple years you're in sales, a couple years you're in product management, a couple years you're in marketing, then you're you know. You would think like, oh, I have all this experience, but rather than being this very meaningful, specific, you're kind of this wandering generality. And again, when you hire people, including me in my own business, I'm hiring people to solve a very specific problem. And I don't, I mean, it's always nice. Like if I, you know, I have a guy who's a creative director. He has experience in in different areas and everything, but the problem that he needs to solve every day is like video content and creative. And if I don't have that confidence that that's the problem that they can solve extremely well, all these other things that that are part of the experience mean nothing to me. You know, it took me a long time to understand that too. Good point. Um, let me bring up Jessica Zamparetti has a few comments, some great ones. Yeah. So I'm going to read off uh, a few of her comments. So she starts off saying, so definitely great point. LinkedIn allows the opportunity now more than ever to provide value and potentially another kind of position or industry that can translate. <clears throat> Now, the question brings up, she's like, with the increase of social media usage for exactly what you're talking about, which is, you know, to develop your career and everything, 
what am I, what are our thoughts on reps putting in some kind of protections or negotiating them in to protect themselves? Uh, Jessica says she talks to a lot of representatives, so specifically sales reps who are afraid to start because of fear of losing their jobs and fear of push down from the top in med tech. So I'll, I'll bring that up by saying that, yeah, this, this change is coming, whether companies like it or not. I know that some of the larger strategics, uh, don't like it because they they're not used to this. I know that uh, from reports that I've gotten, uh, internal reports, and I will never really reveal my sources. Places like Striker and I think uh, Depew or one of the divisions at J and J, they saw social media usage of their uh, employees go up by like twenty or thirty percent. So they can't fight it anymore. Number one, number two. It is, again, this is not legal advice, but in all the social media guidances that I've read, you cannot control and tell somebody what they cannot, can po- cannot post on social media as long as it's not company related. And my last Isn't question- is in the Constitution, there's like some, which amendment is that? The, yeah, that's the right, exactly. One, right? Yeah, like that's one, right. Yeah, yeah. That's number, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's unconstitutional, it's, the first un- one they it's un-American. <laughs> right. That's exactly right. correct. And- and what I would say, my my best piece of advice, Jessica, for um, and especially like engineers and product managers, you know, they they get very nervous about this, about the perception, right? Nobody wants to get in trouble. What I would say is just pretend that right before you're about to post or make a comment, if that was going to be posted in front of the entire company, would you be comfortable with it? And so if that's the oh. case. Yeah, then you post something that's positive. Maybe you're celebrating a customer success. Maybe you're sharing uh, something you learned at work, right? Or an article, right? Those things are all positive. And the last thing that I would say, and again, I wish somebody told me what I'm about to tell you all right now, uh, many years ago. If you work in a place like that, you need to leave. Mm. You, you will, you will, you know, because the, the, the person or people who are trying to limit your growth and tell you what to do, what not to do, you're, you're expendable to them. And you'll walk into work just like I did many years ago where I was doing a great job for the company. I was mentioned to the board multiple times. I did all these things. And all of a sudden, my job was laid off. I, I thought I was indispensable. I'm like, oh, I'm doing a great job. Nope, not the case. And uh, so, yeah, that's, that's anyway. That's a, yeah, that's Tom jumped point. in. No, and I, yeah. it, it kind of, constitution aside, I mean, obviously. Chris, you, your, 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 uh, your top five next week is going to be like massive, <laughs> massive, <laughs> like the quiet quitting has turned into loud quitting. <laughs> yeah, right. well, I'm, I'm sure what. Waving Jessica, flags while they do it. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm sure what, I'm sure Jessica's point is, is absolutely true. And it just upsets me so much. Um, constitution aside, I mean, yeah, freedom. Well, obviously a company can. Why does do it upset you? I want to, I want to, you're denying your employees the opportunity to innovate them their best selves to 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 market themselves to make their lives their own lives richer i mean they're i'm not saying they're yeah. looking at, it's kind of like a silent non-compete if we can do that like we don't that's want ex- you to that's the best way i've ever heard it put the, your word yes. we don't want anyone else to know how great you are like just keep in your lane and stay here don't brag about your successes don't or even don't don't talk about yourself you don't have to brag you can <laughs> You can post things in a very po- positive and polite way and po- for that ben- that shine uh, well positively you. on you and the company. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you go out there and say this place stinks. They won't even give us ice cream on Fridays. I mean, no one no one wants to hear that. But if you're proud of what you're doing and you're proud of what you're working on, you should be able to say it, and it, you you hopefully can do it in a way 
That's absolutely that speaks to who you are. Otherwise, absolutely. and you, you can do it right. in a way you that doesn't not. give away the store or IP or whatever. Yeah, and, and you can and, just... and here's here's the thing, you know, like um, and I'll I know that you've had uh, Holly Scott from the Mullins groups on. Holly Holly's a good friend of mine, and you know, something that I got educated uh, by her about many years ago is that like most, if not pretty much all HR people hate recruiting. They just don't like doing that. But, you know, if you have employees who are telling their own story and their own version of what it's like to work where they work, maybe they, you know, for me, um, uh, I think it was a couple of years ago, I, I did a book review every week for three years straight. And a lot of people learned about my company, Petrero, through those book reviews. So a lot of, you know, when we tried to hire between myself, our CEO, a couple of the data scientists who are always, you know, posting updates, Everybody has their own brand and story to tell that makes the company more appealing where somebody says, yeah, I really want to go work at this company with a Janet or a John or, or you know, whatever, whatever name. Sorry, there's like really generic names, but like you guys, get the point, <laughs> you know, but, but yeah, I think, I think companies, I, you know, and I, I would say, you know, who's actually doing, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little surprised about it, but you know, who's doing a really good job of this. Again, I think they still have the same issue of a strategic of putting too much pressure down, but Medtronic they have a lot of employees who post, including Jeff Martha, really great yeah. positive posts yeah. on LinkedIn. They do a really good yeah, job. J and J to an extent as well, but I'd say of all of them, like Medtronic, which I was not. If somebody went back five years and told me to pick one, it wouldn't be Medtronic because they're the biggest ones. Yeah, uh, I've right. never, I've never actually looked at posts that way to see what companies have people who are post. I will do that from now on. It's not, I never even knew this was like an issue that someone would have. Would, would would be afraid to, to just share their thoughts on social media. Well, you know, Obviously, one thought I had is if, if your employer still can't, you know, figure out changes in, you know, social media, I mean, heck, generative AI, I, I do not, it is not hype. I think it's going to have a major effect on efficiency and employment. It's going to be one of those, you know, big game changers. How are they going to deal with that? They can't even deal with social media. Hey, that's that's exactly right. And actually, Jessica uh, brings up. Uh, she says, "Tom, she's like that is a, a golden word for it. silent non-compete, ethically stealing that one." Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to steal that one too. No, but but Tom, that's exactly what it is. And 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 you know, in these organizations, it's this unwritten thing where like a manager or a director or everything, they'll they'll kind of call each other. And I've I've had a lot of people reach out to me and saying, "Hey, like, you know, I posted a few posts, and so and so called so and so. I got pulled into this meeting, and oh they God. kind of." Yeah, and it's re- and I've been I've I've been put in that position before myself, and it's very it's very unsettling because you think you're doing a light bulb hanging from the ceiling, you know? Or yeah, something. seriously, no, but you feel like you're doing a good job, and I, and I like the person I'm specifically thinking about, like they did a post, like they posted like a leadership article from HBR, and then like some some company news, and it was like, hey, oh, you know, we HBR, we well, yeah, exactly, HBR. and and their director was like, hey, you know, we. Um, we, we kind of, you know, we kind of want you to tone that down. And I'm like, tone what down? And I told the person, I was like, you need to just quit and leave this place, you know? And again, like, Tough. I tell people this all the time, like, uh, at least from, again, I was a marketer, right? Still am. But your customers are on LinkedIn. And again, I, I won't mention the company names, but I've seen multiple physicians. There's a reason why they're coming on LinkedIn and not going to Doximity. They want to be engaged with people outside of their peer group where they post great success stories with patients and, mm-hmm. and, and actually taking pictures with the product on their own saying, Hey, you know, I just use this, this tool today or this, this is what I like about it. And I'm like, uh, and for me, for the marketers, I'm like, what the hell? Like, I wish this happened many years ago when I was, you know, in marketing, LinkedIn wasn't used that much. It's like, this is gold for content. And I go and check a lot of these markers are like log into LinkedIn once a month or something, you know? 
So for those who don't know this, LinkedIn is owned by Microsoft at this point. Microsoft is the world's number one professional cloud uh, uh, company. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and LinkedIn, yeah, and LinkedIn is their is their professional network. They paid Tom $28 billion for, for LinkedIn. And for for context, because that's a lot of money, for context, 10 years ago, you can buy NASA for $13 billion, right? <laughs> so there's a reason why they did it. it's not going to go away. It's being integrated into so many different things, Outlook, other other different things. And so I think like the one thing I would tell, especially engineers, like, you know, for the engineers who are listening, every day you're doing something interesting, you know, take some of the stuff where, you know, don't take a photo of some, some IP or something, but certain processes, how do you do a scrum in the morning, Right. Agile, and, you know, those kind of things. Connect with other peers, connect with people who would hire you and share these things because, A, you'll attract a lot more uh, of a peer network that you can engage in and learn from. But, two, you, you'll attract opportunities, you know? I'll reach out to Chris for sure. I mean, Chris, you're always exactly. looking for, for folks to share thoughts and, and skills and, and, and techniques for exactly. the, for, for and, you know, Tell, us a, little bit, tell us a little bit more about that, Chris, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... You know, I mean, you know, Massivice is kind of like the daily, you know, this is like the news of the industry every day. But, you know, our medical design and outsourcing site is where we kind of take deeper dives and look at the technology. And, you know, one of the things I think we just really want to we've done it some on the site already, but I, we really want to do it more is uh, just, you know, get more of these just basic what is how to articles. I mean, even I mean, Omar, when you were talking about your career and like kind of you know, you're moving between different types of medical technologies, I mean, you know, people need that stuff if you're like you know oh i'm in surgical robotics but i, I want to kind of like pivot and head into this you know cool catheter delivery area i mean getting just some basic you know things that can you know tell you what these things are so you aren't asking dumb questions going in i think that'd be really useful for people what's for for engineers and product people what's the best way is there a website they should go to how do they how do they get involved with this Oh, I mean, I, I'd say reach out to uh, MDO Managing Editor Jim Hammerand or uh, reach out to myself on LinkedIn. Okay, perfect. Let me let me just put that up as a as a banner. So again, like if you're an engineer or you're in product, just go ahead and connect with Chris Newmarker on LinkedIn to Absolutely. contribute as a thought leader. And again, like you know, think of it like this: those are all publications. You know, when somebody Google's your name, like those things will be pop up. And I'll tell you. A lot of people have a stamp of working at this company, that company, et cetera. But if you're able to show publications, that's, you know, thought leadership, that is a persuasive uh, variable of authority bias, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, and so again, like I think too many people when it comes to engineering their career in med tech, they think of, they think of it in a long-term version where it's like, oh, I have to have certain stamps on my passport. Other thing that I, I always tell people is like, you have to get very good at documenting specific things at your company and in terms of wins, because when you send like a more detailed resume and I would, m me personally, guys, I tell people 90% of, of the stuff that you have on your resume, if not all of it should just be on LinkedIn. Like it's kind of like, like from the marketing, again, I, I use a lot of analogies on this. It's just like in marketing. If somebody lands on a website, they want to learn more about a product. You don't tell them like, oh, here's some cool features, but the, the really cool stuff is behind this like document that you have to ask for. It's kind of like what you're doing with your resume. A lot of people, they say, oh, don't put everything on LinkedIn. You should put everything on there because when somebody lands on that LinkedIn page of yours, it's like, a, it's like landing on an Amazon page, right? You, you, you don't know what factors are going to be needed to persuade the person who landed on that page. You might as well have all of it there. That's why if you go to, if you go to my LinkedIn page, you'll learn a lot 
I have my publications on there, places I volunteered, I'm a variety of things. I have no idea who's landing on there and what variables of persuasion they need to see before they make a change and say behaviorally, yeah, I want to book a meeting with this guy. Yeah, I've done the same thing with my LinkedIn page for, you know, more than a decade. And, and you know, it, it's it's served me well. I mean, heck, I got recruited into this whole, you know, B2B media space a decade ago by a headhunter because I, I treated my LinkedIn page like it was like it was a resume that told my story. Exactly. And I think that that's kind of the theme of, of, of the talk today, which is like, how do you take your story and really drive with it to differentiate you? Um, I'm going to allow a few more uh, questions. We'll see if anybody has any questions. But in kind of wrapping up, gents, uh, I kind of want to pivot a little bit and uh, see what uh, both of you get. You had one, one thing to kind of pick. What about Device Talks Boston are you most excited about? It could be a talk. It could be something, you know, what, what would it be? I'll, I'll go. I mean, for me, I'm a Boston guy. So to lead a, a Boston uh, a Boston event like this, not only device talks, but we'll have a healthcare robotics engineering forum there and a robotics expo there. They're all part of our company. We're going to have 3,000 people at the Boston Convention Center in the Seaport District, which is was was a was a mud flat 15 years ago. Uh, now it's this gleaming part of the city that I get lost in every time I go down there because there's just so many new buildings and so much going on. Uh, so just to host a, a Boston-based meeting is is really special for me. Uh, it's nice not to get on a plane to go to a conference. As for, I, I don't want to just pick one because I've had a hand in, in in either recruiting or putting together all the different events. But I I do love uh, I do love a good keynote interview. I'm looking forward to talking to Mike Mahoney at Boston Scientific yeah. up on stage. Uh, Tom Poland's going to lead us off, uh, but we've got a lot of other great speakers there as well. But I, I love the sit down the lights on and, I, and I'm looking forward to I, I last year I was really looking forward to getting up and just welcoming everyone because it had been so long since we saw people there that was, um, really cool. that, was that was special uh, uh and I know getting up there on the stage for the first time is going to be uh, I'll probably get a little teary-eyed as well so uh, we salamis can be criers sometimes but uh <laughs> <laughs> but there's it, it'll be a great time and and um and I uh, we're doing our best to make medtech for the rest of us kind of meeting. So yeah. it would be great to have the, the the place packed and to have all the all the goodwill that we can feel in these kind of meetings on our webinars uh, there in the room at the BCEC. So that that's my uh, I know awesome. it's more than one, but that's what I'm excited about. I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the speaker lineup lineup it looks fantastic. I mean, Tom's just really lined up some like top notch people in the industry. I'm, I'm looking forward to all those talks, but but really, I mean, just the biggest thing is just as he said, like you know, a few thousand. MedTech insiders, you know, people like working on all this innovation. I mean, it's just great networking. I, I always learn. I mean, this is the, it's the type of show I, I, I learn something new at at most networking events. So this is definitely. I mean, our our events. I mean, it's it's just it's just fantastic and the energy and just yeah. And- and I was going to say here, I can, I can pull it up, but like, you know, if you check out the speakers you guys have, so Jeff Alvarez, that's somebody I worked for, that guy, employee number <laughs> one at Oris, you know, oh, he's so very good. humble, never tell you, uh, Justin Bartz, you got some great people from the startup world. Yeah. So just looking, looking at this list of speakers just looks absolutely fantastic. Um, so we're working with Olympus, Phillips, uh, Boston Scientific, Medtronic. Uh, again, we really tried to bring in all the big companies to let them tell their stories to and everything, and the content is broken up into engineering, manufacturing materials, or like bringing products to market. So for sales folks, we'll have a Qity MD. We'll be making a presentation, Integrity Solutions. Olympus will be talking about selling in this uh, challenging environment. So 
uh, we'll, we'll, we're, we're trying to have something for everybody. Uh, there's there's going to be plenty to going on. So, and I see Jessica's coming. Okay. Jessica, make sure you say hi. I'll probably. Oh I'll yeah, probably, look at that. I'll I'll have my my I tunnel love, vision. I'm sure I'll be right. like rushing from one point to the other. Just grab see, me by the shoulder and say hi. And please <laughs> yeah, say oh Jessica definitely. She's Jessica's fantastic. She's 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 somebody who kind of came out of nowhere on the scene this this year. Just fantastic content in the health tech space, specifically in the spine and ortho space. But yeah, see, I got a great audience. People take action in my audience. So Love awesome. It. So Jessica awesome, already booked. Man. Just Jessica already got her ticket, and booked her hotel. Fantastic. <laughs> so if you're listening to this, if you're close to the Boston area, again, like. You know, really invest in your professional development, your your professional network. You have no idea where that's going to lead, even if you're happy at your job now. But just go for the for the energy, you know. And it's just a it's it's literally two days, so I would really invest in it. Go to devicetalks.com. Yep. Make sure you use code Omar twenty five. You get twenty five percent off. So perfect. And, uh, and I just kinda, I I, I'm sorry, oh, I didn't ahead. speak to this earlier, but in addition to all the great content upstairs, we're going to have a, a expo for packed with manufacturers, product shops. Oh, great. Robotics. So, can, so they can looking, walk around. You can network. You can, you can, if you're looking for work, uh, plenty of smaller shops there, which I think do some of the more interesting work. So come up and, and hear our conversations on stage. But if you want to spend your whole day down the expo floor, it's going to be a mixture of the robotics guys, the device folks. It's uh, it's really a, a lot yeah. of smarts in one room. So make sure uh, you check that out as well. Fantastic. Fantastic. Beautiful. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on. This was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Um, it's a blast. We'll definitely have to do this more. So with that being said, everybody, I'm Omar Khatib. This is another episode of the State of MedTech and a special episode with my great partners and friends over the Device Talks. So again, be sure to go to devicetalks.com. Use code OMAR25. Get 25% off. Just do it right now. Don't wait on it. Take action. And we'll see you all, right. all next time. Well, that is a wrap. Thanks again, Omar Khatib, for hosting us on the State of MedTech Show. It was a real pleasure to, to talk to you, and I hope we, we do that again. Thank you, uh, Device Talks podcast listeners, for uh, for listening to this podcast. And, of course, make sure you join us on Device Talks Tuesdays on Tuesdays. Make sure you check out all of our podcasts uh, of the Device Talks podcast network and, of course, the Medtronic Talks podcast, which will begin anew uh, in just a month or so. And uh, that is available on devicetalks.com. But you can also subscribe directly to Medtronic's own channel, Medtronic Talks. It's on every major podcast application, Google, Amazon, Spotify, etc. So make sure you like, follow, and or subscribe to both of those podcast networks. You will have so much useful medtech information. It will absolutely blow your mind. And finally, once again, don't forget to join us on Device Talks Tuesdays, again, brought to you by PSN Labs. And register now for Device Talks Boston. You can use the code mentioned in this podcast, OMAR25, and save 25% off the price. It'll be great to have you there. Registration is going very well. We would love to have you there. Go to devicetalks.com to register for that. We'll be back next week with another regular format of the Device Talks weekly podcast. We'll have a great interview for you. More Newmarkers. New, actually, no Chris Newmarker next week, but I'm sure someone from my editorial team will uh, will fill in. So that's it, folks. Tune in next week. We'll have another great episode of the Device Talks weekly podcast waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs>